stuff continues here on TSN 1050. The Toronto Raptors picking up a big win on Saturday. Overtime against the Washington Wizards. And that was a game they desperately needed, Coco. I mean, they lost the first game of the back-to-back against Washington. They needed the bounce back because the tiebreaker could be crucial in the Raptors' pursuit of making it in the plan and figuring out the seating in the plan because every spot you move up in the Eastern Conference the better likelihood you have of making it to the postseason and maybe winning around. I think everybody's in kind of an agreement here. Like the Raptors, if they were to play a team like Boston or Milwaukee, could be a little bit challenging. Also, over the weekend, kind of a reunion of the bench mob, as we were talking about. Remember the bench mob in 2018? You had DeLon Wright playing for Washington. You had Pirtle back with the Raptors, Siakam, Van Vliet. The only missing cog in the bench mob is our next guest, former <laughs> Raptor, friend of the show, C.J. Miles, back on First Up. C.J., good morning. What's going on? Good morning. Nothing much, man. Just dropped the kids off at school. All right. A little different than being on the bench mob. Yeah, no kidding. No Super kidding. I, mean, I love it. Did you, were you watching the, the fellas and kind of getting memories? I think you guys won almost 60 games, and that was so much fun to see that young Raptors. You were kind of the veteran coming in with those guys hitting threes. I mean, watching the progression of DeLon Wright, of course, Siakam and Van Vliet and Pirtle have really established themselves as well. It must be pretty cool for you to watch. Yeah, it's fun to watch, you know, just seeing those guys. Because I know the amount of work that was put in and, you know, seeing them at the, the base level coming around and just figuring out they, their confidence and their games and what they could add to a team and then seeing them, you know, just grow. It's been the greatest thing about it. So we did see Gary Trent bouncing back after a really tough game against Washington on Thursday. Uh, he's coming off the bench. He did score 26 to lead the Raps. Huge win over Washington. You're a guy who started in your career. You came off the bench in your career as well. How big of an adjustment do you think that is for Gary Trent right now? Um, I think for him, I, I think it. I don't think it's that big of an adjustment because of how talented he is and his his, his skill set. I think for him, it might be easier some nights coming off the bench just because you get more. Um, reps and more things ran for you. I always like that when I had a role of being kind of a shooter-scorer type role, coming off the bench made that easier because I got more chance to be more aggressive. And then when guys like starters like and stars like Pascal come back in the game, I kind of got a rhythm. So now when I have to move into more of a catch-and-shoot role, it's easier. Uh, CJ, so tonight the Raptors taking on the Denver Nuggets in Denver. And obviously we know the altitude, how difficult it is to play there. Mm-hmm. And then you also combine it with the fact that they've got Jokic, who is having yeah. just the most ridiculous <laughs> season. What do you make of some of the discussion around the NBA right, NBA right now about Jokic padding his stats? I mean, I don't see that at all. The guy's shooting yeah. 64% from the field. I think he is averaging a triple-double. Denver's leading the Western Conference. Is he the guy you would pick to be the NBA MVP right now? I mean, it's hard not to, right? Um, You know, (laughs) I think him or I think Giannis has still got to stay in the conversation. But I think the thing with the patent of stats is we have a – we as humans and fans of the game, we have a a problem with greatness. We get bored. So we have Mm -hmm. to find something to talk about, you know, like – we got to figure out a way. We said the same thing with Russ when he was doing it. I wonder if they said it about Oscar Robinson back in the day. I doubt it. But, you know, like we just kind of have to find something to pick at it so we can't just praise the guy all the time. I don't see it. <laughs> I think that team plays with tremendous, uh, tremendous pace, a lot of weapons, and he just happens to be the best 
passing big man we've seen in a long time, you know? Oh, yeah. We're talking with C.J. Miles, former Raptor, host of Strictly Hoops with C.J. Miles. Speaking of padding stats, I don't know if you saw what Giannis did yesterday, but he had, <laughs> yeah, nine, yes, he had nine rebounds, needed an extra rebound for the triple-double. So he gets a rebound. The game is basically over. He goes down to the other, other side of the floor against the opposing basket where, I mean, no one was playing defense because the game was done. And he throws the ball off the backboard to collect his 10th rebound. If you recall back in the day, C.J., Ricky Davis did something oh, like that. It was already on my head. Yeah. Yes, Rick, I, I remember. I remember Ricky Davis, and he got eviscerated in the media for being selfish and you know just trying yeah. to pad his stats. I mean, I don't think the same type of narrative is surrounding Giannis here. He was laughing. I mean, what do you make of what Giannis did? I mean, I, that's padding stats. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, and the, the crazy thing, the one about the Ricky Davis situation was even wilder because he like threw it off the glass, right? Yeah. Like he like went the wrong way to throw it off the glass. I think, and I think it was against Utah. That's why I remember it so well because Jerry Sloan was livid. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think it's just I know we're gonna rub it off. It's playful, and I don't think he's like a he was like he's like a showboating type of guy. He respects the game. He plays hard, but like we don't need to do that. Like he doesn't need to do that, especially. He's gonna <laughs> his stats are well. Well documented. Like he has no reason to do that. So CJ, um, we love when you come on. We love having fun with you, fun conversation stuff. But uh, we got to ask you about the John Morant situation. I, I'm curious to yeah. know what your response was when you saw the news come out of the thing he posted on Instagram Live, him holding a handgun, and how the league and and some of his teammates, uh, you know, should react to it. I think. One of the things is that, you know, there's the veteran presence around the league is, is kind of dwindling. You know, it's a, it's a kind of, what do you want to call it, a changing of the guard type thing. Um, there's a lot of younger guys, a lot of guys figuring themselves out, a lot of tremendous talent, a lot of things like that. But the biggest thing with me is that be, making it to the NBA, let alone being in the NBA and being in a situation you're in, is sacred. And I think it should be treated as such. Like, it's a privilege. Like, this is a thing where you get to play a game for a living and we don't even got to talk about the amount of money that's made, but the positions you're put in to be able to affect this world and affect your community and affect just people in general is something that should be taken into consideration. I know like I know guys like to say they're not role models and this, that, and the third, but if you make it to this level, guess what? Everybody's watching. So you yeah. kind of fall into that role, and you do with that what you will. Now, I will say being a beacon, you know, you, should, you shouldn't even want to be – in that position where this is the case, where this is the conversation. I hope that it's people around him that's talking to him and in his ear because the people that are letting him do that, that are around him and not trying to help that situation, they don't really care about what's there. They're just benefiting off what he has right now. And the second this all goes away, the people that are allowing him to act this way will go away too. John Morant began an Instagram live session on Saturday night at 5.19 a.m. and was in some kind of club where he was shirtless and was holding up the handgun, and that was what caused the uh, kind of situation and him stepping away from the team for at least two games. Again, we're in conversation with C.J. Miles. Has there ever been a instance in your NBA career, C.J., where you had a young guy come in and was maybe doing things that were unbecoming of an NBA player where you had to take him aside and be like, you don't have to name names or anything. Hey, man, like this is how we do things in the NBA. We're professional athletes. You need to act in a more professional manner. Anything like that come to mind for you? Um, nothing, nothing of this stature, nothing that I felt like was something that made me feel 
it had to be super urgent in this way. Now, there were guys, you know, that I just kind of uh, subtly made my way towards and just kind of got around them a little bit. Didn't really feel like I needed to, like, jump on them or do anything, but just kind of nudge them a little bit, you know, invite them to dinners, invite them to workouts, let them just see what's going on, let them see how you build and how you make, how you turn a career into a long career, things like that. And I think guys just kind of see you kind of lead by example. That was the way I always liked to do things. I never liked to, like, go at guys and and talk crazy to them because you never want to get to a point where they just feel like you're always on your head. You're always at them. You're always yelling at them or trying to correct everything they do because part of this is mistakes need to be made. Now, the situation we're talking about today, this is something that requires urgent attention uh-huh. because we're talking about a, a a tremendous, tremendous talent. No disrespect, no disrespect to anybody else. We're talking about a guy who has – the talent to to shape this league type thing, to be a face of the league and to do a lot of great things, not only for this league, but for himself and his family, his communities outside of this because of his talent. And it would be a shame for his greatest, his greatest use of his talent to be him talking about how he could have did something. We're in I would com- rather him do all the great things. No, I think everybody is in agreement with that, CJ. What's happening with John? Well Moran, said, I mean, buddy. Well yeah, said. it's like it's scary stuff, and it's just really you know, it's a, a hopefully a lesson that he learns, and hopefully we don't see anything like that again from him or from any athlete. Hopefully, there's a lot of players in the NBA who can learn from what's going on with John Morant right now. Exactly. Uh, on the subject of uh, the NBA and superstar players, there were four going head-to-head, or I guess two uh, and two, uh, with Dallas and Phoenix yesterday. We saw yeah. Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. I mean, those guys just hate each other. What a great <laughs> rivalry. I mean, I, it's it was so in such, such an enjoyable game to watch with Durant going yeah. off and Irving going on, Doncic and Devin Booker as well. What do you make of that rivalry right now? And anything come to your mind where there's one guy in the league who every time you went up against like Booker and, or with, uh, with Booker and Doncic, where every time you went up against this guy, you had some kind of beef or confrontation with? Uh, Lance Stevenson. <laughs> did he did he blow in your ear? It wasn't it wasn't to the point of like where we were like barking at each other, but if you watched the game you saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um it was that type of thing. But that robbery and K D going to Phoenix makes it even sweeter, you know, and Kyrie going to Dallas. It's almost like um it's almost like the NFL script they talk about, right? <laughs> like um but I think it's a great robbery. I think it's one of the good ones. It's one of the ones where it's clearly fuel fuel about basketball and competitive is not anything malicious, not dirty. They're just really going at it and they really trying to, you know, win the game and, and become championship caliber franchises and, and take their franchise to higher levels. It's not one of those things that seems petty or anything like that. And that's what I like about it. They, 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 they raise their level of play. It doesn't turn into just fighting and, and low blows or anything like that. Those guys come out and speak from their performances. Well, CJ, we really enjoy or we really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today. Uh, we enjoy having you on as a guest. And I just want to reminisce the last time you were in studio, me and you had a, a Fisher Price shooting competition. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that next time you're in here, we actually have a Papa Shop machine. And I want to oh. take the trash talk to the next level with you. So I want to rematch. I might have to come just for that. Like, I might have to do <laughs> yeah. just I've been trying to, I needed a reason to get to Toronto. Yeah. And that sounds like My a money. very good reason. Like it was that day is on CJ oh, Miles, 100%. not on you, Carla. Uh, see, money, man. Five for five. Five for five. You were four for five. I too. went first. I went four no, he, for five. And I thought I had a chance, and after he went, it was like he wasn't even trying. I will say this. He was doing it with his I eyes closed. This. 
you made me great that day. I had to go five for five. You made me great, and yep. I appreciate the push. You stepped up well, to the, the big can, stage. Buddy. I'm sure those you were the biggest shots you've hit in your basketball career. Fisher Price <laughs> in the first up studio. CJ, always great to chat with you, man. Uh, have yeah, a great man, day, great. and uh, we'll do it again soon, all right? Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Thanks, right. pal. Cool. Thank See you. Uh, CJ Miles, former Raptor, Strictly Hoops with CJ Miles, which is a great listen uh, found on Yahoo Sports. Uh, we've still got Eric Erlinson to come, live from Tampa Bay. Woo, things not going so well for the Lightning these days. They've lost five games in a row, eight of their last ten, and some serious dissension, or at least it appears there is, between John Cooper and his group benching his best players. Not much of a response the next day. So we'll go to Tampa to chat with Eric Erlinson next.